You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, the, the news of the day here on Tuesday with the Blue Jays, unfortunately, Encarnacion shut down for a week now, an oblique injury for Edwin. Uh, obviously, he had, he had the abscess tooth earlier in the spring. It's kind of been one thing after another. He's yet to play in a Grapefruit League game. Are there concerns at this point that he's not going to be ready for opening day? Well, they still hope to have him back by opening day, um, and, and there should be just enough time. But if he's not able to resume uh, hitting and working out in, in a week's time, then suddenly that definitely puts things in a question mark. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things over the last couple of weeks was there's so much mystery surrounding Encarnacion. I mean, uh, it made sense for him to miss the first week because of the tooth, and there was a lot of pain that was involved in that. But it, it kept dragging on, dragging on, and that – that made a lot of us wonder what else was going on with him. And initially the club didn't say anything, uh, but today, you know, it came out with the oblique. And I think that's probably why you haven't seen Encarnacion return to date. And obviously now he's suffered that setback, uh, not going to do anything for the next week. Um, and after that, it's really going to be a time crunch for him to get back on the field. But he should have just enough time, but they're, they're now kind of to the point where if he suffers any kind of setback or if he's not feeling good in a week's time, then suddenly that does put opening day into a big question mark. But but as of right now, they still hope to have him back uh, at the beginning of April. Some players need more time than others in the spring to get ready. Historically, has he been a guy that, that doesn't need a whole lot of swings before he's ready to go? Well, he's someone who's always really concerned about timing at the plate. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still, if he's able to resume in a week. I wouldn't be surprised if he does get back onto the field and they'll let him work things out uh, at the big league level uh, instead of trying to give him some extended reps in the spring. But timing has always been a big concern for him. And in the past, he's been a bit of a slow starter. Uh, so that doesn't bode well necessarily. Um, but with the type of experience he has, you'd still rather have that bat in the lineup. And even if you are going to have a first, you know, slow couple weeks, you'd still rather have his presence there than nothing at all. But uh, still, overall, for the start of his season, it, it certainly has to be at least mildly concerning for the club that uh, they're in the situation that they're in right now. It has also come out that, that the reason his contract negotiations have stalled uh, for an extension is because of the length of the deal. And I guess that's not surprising because when you talk about a player of his age, at his level of play, that would be the sticking point, would be how long the team thinks he can keep it up versus how long he thinks he can keep it up. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the concern from the Jays' side is that, I mean, Encarnacion is a guy who has really battled a lot of injuries over the years. And for the most part, he's been able to remain on the field. He deserves an awful lot of credit for the injuries that he has played through. Uh, but you look at the recurring back injury that he's had, that seems to pop up you know, pretty much every year and, and costs him uh, a couple of weeks. He's dealt with quad issues in the past. Now he's dealing with an oblique. Last year he missed some time because of, uh, of a right finger injury. There just seems to be a wide variety of injuries that he's had to play through. And you know, like I said, he does deserve credit, but at the same time, you do wonder um, what that is going to mean later in his career. And, and sluggers notoriously don't age particularly well. And so I think that's why you'd see the Jays you know, probably rather keep things to uh, a three-year deal probably, uh, maybe looking at for an extension, whereas he's probably going to want something in the range of four and five. And I think that's where the impasse and the negotiations are. I'd be surprised if they're able to work out a deal at some point. I, I really think that he's a guy you're going to see uh, eventually hit free agency, get that qualifying offer, and then I think the Jays can uh, you know, see what he gets 
on the open market. It does uh, it does help him that it's, it's a relatively weak free agent class next year. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Jays just kind of take their chances, give him a qualifying offer at the end of the year, and then, and then see where things stand at that point. You never know as either as we've actually seen players take those qualifying offers now in the past year. So who knows if, if the if the opportunity struck, he might do that too. Although I would think, like you said, I, I would doubt it. All right, let's switch over to pitching a little bit in that fifth starter role. Um, and Aaron Sanchez has, has been great. And I think if anybody's staking a claim to that spot so far in the spring, it's been him on Sunday. Great again, four innings, a hit, no runs, a walk. He struck out four for the spring now. The ERA at two, and he's got ten strikeouts in in just nine innings pitched. Um, how much more does he need to do to set, to make it clear to everyone that he's the fifth starter? I think he needs to keep it up for another couple of outings, but he's putting an awful lot of pressure on the Jays. To I mean, he, he was very open about the fact that he wanted to start. Everybody knows he wants to start. He doesn't want to end up in the bullpen again. But there was that line of thinking really not too long ago that. You know, maybe he would need a little bit of time uh, in the minor leagues at AAA uh, to work on some of his secondary pitches and become a factor a little bit later on in the year. But the way he's throwing it right now, it's going to be awfully hard for the Jays to make that kind of move. Uh, you know, Gavin Floyd's obviously uh, really the top competitor for that fifth spot with Sanchez. And uh, Gavin Floyd has had a pretty strong uh, spring as well, but Sanchez has been that much better right now. So if you're basing it strictly on results, it'd be really hard to keep him out of the rotation. And that's He's really had to force the issue, and you got to give him credit for the way he showed up. He put an awful lot of work in the offseason to try and stake claim to that job. Uh, you know, as of right now, if you were to if you were to announce the fifth starter today, I mean, he's someone who probably should get the nod. I mean, he's pitched that well, and even though you can't read too much in the spring training, I mean, when you're auditioning guys for the fifth spot like the Jays are right now, you have to base at least some of it on the current results that you're seeing. And I mean, he's he's been borderline dominant in some of those outings, and. Uh, you know, I think he's putting an awful lot of pressure on the Jays, and I think as of right now, they would probably have to go with him in the fifth spot. I just don't know how you could justify uh, taking Floyd over him as, as we uh, sit here today. And Floyd, if that were the case, would, would end up as, as a guy in the bullpen who could still be valuable and come in and start at some point later on in the year when there's an injury. But uh, Sanchez really does seem to be the guy as of right now. There is still time for that to change, but, but he's doing everything the Jays could have hoped for and more so far. The numbers are obviously great. Uh, his issue when he's had issues in the past has been all about uh, control and, and the walk numbers. Has that been noticeable, too, the, the difference in his control and his ability to avoid putting those extra base runners on? Yeah, the, the command really has been a lot better. And, and we saw you know him kind of turn a corner a little bit uh, last year, uh, kind of towards the tail end of when he was starting before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, I think he's kind of carried that into into this year. And uh, for him to succeed, it's just going to be a continuation of developing some of those secondary pitches, and lefties have been a nemesis of his. That's where some of the, the secondary pitches come into play to give the left something else to look at, something that can get in on the hands of left-handers as well. And uh, so far, he's he's been passing all of those tests with flying colors. Uh, Ryan Goins has been tremendous so far in the spring. Obviously, he's a guy that isn't necessarily going to hit for power, but he's got a triple and a double uh, six RBIs through Sunday. He's hitting 368. Obviously, second base is a spot where the, the Blue Jays knew they had to kind of hang on until Devon Travis comes back. Uh, but Goins seems to be making it an e- easy thing for them so far. Yeah, and, and that you know, there's a lot of talk in the offseason about what, what the Jays should do with second base and whether or not they should trade Ryan Goins to, to fill a hole elsewhere. And 
it just never really that all that talk never really made much sense. The Jays really, really need Ryan Goins, especially because Devin Travis is, is a complete question mark at this point in time. I mean, the, the hope is that he comes back at some point in May, uh, early June, but until he's able to actually get out on the field and start showing some results, I mean, the Jays just really can't count on him. Uh, and so that leaves the job up to Goins, and they have a capable backup in Darwin Barney, but. Goins is, is the undisputed starter at this point in time, and we really saw him turn a corner in the second half of last year. I think a lot of it uh, comes down to plate discipline. He really uh, showed a better tendency last year of, of laying off some pitches, and, and therefore he's the pitches that he has to hit, he's able to take advantage of a little bit more instead of constantly finding himself behind in counts. So that, that's really an approach that he's been able to carry over from the second half of last year. And you know, anything you get from him uh, offense-wise is – is a bit of a bonus uh, because he's obviously known for his glove. He's going to provide gold glove caliber defense up the middle. That's what he's there first and foremost for. Um, but, you know, in the second half of last year and, and also this spring, he's showing that there is a little bit of production in the bat, and the Jays have to hope that continues because it just makes their lineup even that much better. Since last time we talked to you, Gregor, the Blue Jays brought in another, some more bullpen help. They signed Randy Choate. Um, he's 40 years old now, the lefty. He's a guy who's been able to, in his career, come in and, and get tough lefties out. Uh, he's done it for the Cardinals for a number of years. What are the Blue Jays' plans for him as far as 2016 goes and making this team? I think he's got a really good shot at making the team as a second lefty, and I think a lot of it comes down to options. Um, you know, you're looking at some other guys who are competing for that second lefty spot after Aaron Loop went down with an injury. Uh, you've got guys like Chad Girodo. Uh, you know, the switch pitcher, Pat Vendetti, uh, both of those guys can be optioned to the minor leagues. And this is an organization that really needs to protect its depth from top to bottom because, as we know, we've just seen, uh, you know, countless examples of, you know, the, the team that you start with on opening day is not the one you have two, three weeks, and, you know, a couple months into the season. You need to have those solid backup options. And, you know, the Jays don't know exactly when they're going to get Aaron Loop back. So I think it makes an awful lot of sense. As long as Cho shows over the next couple of weeks that he still has something left, he doesn't need to be an endurance guy. He's really only going to come in and face one batter at a time. If there's two lefties, he might face both. Uh, but outside of that, it's really, really short stints. Uh, and he's not a hard thrower. shouldn't take him long to, to get settled into camp, even though he was a late arrival because of the late signing. Um, but even, you know, as he showed up on day one last week, you know, I kind of looked at him as probably the favorite now for that second lefty spot just because of the options it does give the Blue Jays being able to keep a couple of those left-handers in the minor leagues uh, to protect against any injuries that may come along the way later on. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. Gregor Chisholm, great stuff as always. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.